Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Attorney Donald Warden bringing you another in a series of radio broadcasts entitled The Afro-American Association Presents We Care Enough to Tell It. As you can probably hear, I'm taking it this afternoon, and I want everyone to know it's going to be hot because Long Beach and San Diego, Louisiana. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to be hot because throughout the United all the country one can hear from the bottom of their heart describe it, but if you listen carefully to the sign, you hear a phrase, burn, baby, burn, burn. We want you to stay cast because you're going to hear something that you cannot hear anywhere in the United States. Analysis of Los Angeles that CBS and NBC won't tell you, won't give you. You're going to hear an analysis and a description burn, and you baby. can't read in the newspapers, in the news facts. Burn, Los baby. Angeles, it's not a riot, it's a war. 36 people dead. 1,000 fires and burning, 3,600 arrests, looting, people running in the streets, buildings burned down, bricks scattered in. What has occurred in Los Angeles is something that the world will have to understand. Burn, if there is to be real progress, there's going to be a real meaningful solution to the problem. This must be understood. We in the American here have been telling, have explaining to the American it is in the black community that we resent. We've been telling you that there is occurring, there is developing burn. every black child, every black man an anguish. It is an angry result from suffering and if you are to understand Los Angeles, you must understand that the black man is responding to suffering and he is responding to anxiety. Burn, you must be all over the world we respond to suffering. Burn, baby, burn. Those who knew something, something could have seen some years ago that the Los Angeles situation was developing. We in the Afro-American Association had a speech published in the Congressional Record of the burn, United baby. States. Of course, none of the newspapers, the radios didn't comment about it because we couldn't be bought like little Uncle Tom. Burn, because we stood, stood on our feet and declared that we would tell the truth. You didn't find a big... It was reprinted in vital speeches of the United States when a group of intellectuals surveyed throughout the country what they considered to be the most important speeches given in America, speeches which were designed to build America, to wake America up. They had a speech by the Secretary of State of the United States, Dean Rusk, and they had a speech by the Afro-American Association, July 1964. And it's this speech that a gentleman in Berkeley, California, Ray Dobart of Music, took the speech put it on to a record, and it was called, and it is called today, the day Congress shook. Burn, and this record burn. has been scattered all over the United States, indeed, all over the world, so that people might get an insight, get some view of what the black man is really like. And this record, ladies and gentlemen, reinforces the theme of the broadcast today. We are human. Burn, baby, burn. Those who have listened to the rhythm and blues singers, some singers were despised in the past, but we think you ought to listen to them so that you might understand what is occurring in the hearts and in the souls of the black man. You heard records like Danger by the Marvelettes. You heard Joe Tex say that if you see something and you want it, you better get it. And then that camouflage, the first tenth, the smeavances of my race. In the South, Birmingham, Alabama. Texas, Mississippi, Alabama. Every time a black man gets tired of seeing his mother raped, 
His father shot. His aunt and his uncle bitten by dog. And he stands out gun to remove. The white southerner says it's unbelievable. Look at those darkies. Why, those Negroes aren't acting the way we have been accustomed to them acting. It must be the northern Yankees. They couldn't possibly be upset because we know these niggers are happy. They've been happy all their lives. This is what has been said in the South. And in the North, in New York, in Los Angeles, in Chicago, Philadelphia, when the black man again raises his voice and says, I'm tired, I've had enough, again you get an attempt to camouflage to attempt to avoid people's thinking and their recognition that the black man is human. We are told it's just those communists. The job's open, you see. And of course, you understand we have a civil north. And of course, we have the right to vote in the north. And don't we integrate schools in the north? And don't we integrate neighborhoods in the north? Don't we have all kind of laws in the north? These Negroes couldn't possibly be upset. And do not their leaders even tell us that they're happy and they're satisfied. It must be the communists. It's not the people themselves. It's not their desire. It's the communists who are using them. And we in the Afro-American Association wish to point out to the nation that the communists did not produce Los Angeles. It's not the communists. It is the black people who are tired. There's another attempt to try to camouflage. They wanted to make us laugh. They sent a comedian down. I think they call him Dick Gregory. Burn, baby. He came down into Los Angeles laughing, laughing. He's going to make people smile. And they had all the white guards around them protecting him from his own people. And the brothers got tired and they said, Gregory, Burn, we baby. want to let you know Burn, that we are not going to laugh. Burn, As a matter of fact, we're going to shoot you in your leg Burn, so that Burn. you might not run so fast. Burn. But you will be able to serve notice on the world that we are humans Burn, and we Burn. want progress and we're not going to be misled anymore. Burn, to the American public, they were shocked. White people all over the world became alarmed. Burn. They had sent Gregory, you see, to get friends with white people. Make Burn, white people Burn. laugh, you see, and they will make you a leader for the Negro. Well, they made Gregory a leader, and the black man shot him. Burn, they baby. shot him because they wanted the world to know that they were going to have human, human, human progress. Burn, baby, Burn. White people got nervous in Beverly Hills. They got excited. They said, what are we going to do? These Negroes, we don't understand them anymore. Burn. We work with them every day. Burn. We saw them at the Greyhound bus station. Burn. We saw them in department stores shopping. Burn. We saw them walking their kids back and forth in the streets. Burn. And now we have a situation that no one seems able to control. Burn, Let's baby. call the leaders. And they called our leaders, Burn. our so-called leaders. Burn. These are the men who have been deceiving white people and deceiving black people. They called the leaders and asked them, go down to Watts and stop all that. The white people weren't concerned about the progress of the black man. All they wanted is to make sure that their house wasn't burned. All they wanted is to make sure that their life was not affected. In San Francisco, there were two black women at the beach. And they had their children there, about six of them. And a group of white thugs used change and whipped them. And there were thousands of white people out on that beach on that summer hot day. And they did nothing. They did not care, you see because it did not really involve them. Burn. The leaders came and they said, we don't know what is going on. Governor Brown came and he said, I don't know what is going on. Burn, they got the social worker. The social worker said, we can explain this sociologically. 
The only thing that is happening is that people are frustrated. We've been saying this for years, but there were no solutions to the problem. There were no real, genuine attempts to find out what it was that the black man really wanted. And while the social workers and our so-called leaders were running around, while they were calling Reverend King in Puerto Rico, asking Reverend King, since you believe in nonviolence, since you are a figure, you're a leader of the whole race, why don't you go into Los Angeles? Perfect. I want to tell Reverend King one thing. Do not come to what? Birmingham. Because the brothers there have lost confidence in you. Birmingham. They remembered in Birmingham, Alabama, when you said, if anyone's blood be shed, let it be ours, but not our white brothers. Birmingham. They remembered you when you took their children into the streets while your children were safe in Atlanta, Georgia. Birmingham. And I pulled over to Europe to get a Nobel Peace Prize. Birmingham. And they remembered that you did not take one nickel to put up a factory so that they could have jobs. And they remembered when Reverend Ream was shot down in Selma, Alabama. And you raised $250,000 in Cleveland, Ohio. And they remembered that you did not take one penny to put up a factory. Birmingham. That you didn't put up a school, Birmingham. that you didn't put up a library, Birmingham. that you did not give greater respect for the black women. And this is the reason that the people in Watts don't want to hear you. Birmingham. If you go to Watts, you're going to be killed unless you have more guards than Lyndon Johnson has to protect him. And it's going to be an embarrassing situation. You're going to have to explain to the world why you have to have white guards Birmingham. protect you from your own people. Birmingham. You're going to have to explain this. And the world is going to be watching, Reverend King. They're going to be watching, they're going to be listening, and they're going to be asking themselves, what is really going on in the black community? Burn, baby, burn. My ladies and gentlemen, 1,000 fires, 3,600 arrests, burn. 36 deaths, burn. people in the streets, burn. kids in the streets. Burn. And you hear the cry all over America. And if you don't believe it, just take a little time out to listen. Burn, burn. Burn, baby, burn. burn. These are not the cries that are coming from the civil rights leaders. Burn. These are cries that are coming from the community. Burn. And if you want to know what is going on, you don't need the Afro-American Association. Burn. You don't need the civil rights group. Burn. Let's go to Watts. Let's look at Watts. Burn, baby. What has really occurred. Burn. You find fires burning. But what fires are burning? They burn department stores. Burn. The general population doesn't understand. In their mind, they say, why would they burn a department store? Because the department store is good. It gives jobs. They don't understand what happens in the black community. They have these so-called credit stores. Burn, baby. They get cheap, cheap, no good merchandise. And then they get on what is called Negro radio. Burn, and baby. they start screaming, here, Negro, here, Negro. Come here, Negro. We got something for the Negroes. Burn, baby, burn, burn, baby, burn. Cheap furniture at exorbitant prices. And then if you miss one payment, you miss one payment, then they want to attach your wages burn, and repossess the furniture. And that's not the only thing. Ladies and gentlemen, what is making the people of Watts angry is the disrespect. When they take the furniture and they attach your wages and they cause you to lose your job, there's no remorse. Burn. There's no understanding. They say, look here, Negro. They get bad. You Burn. know how they talk to you. You better get into this store. 
And you better get in here in a hurry. Because we're not going to take any foolishness from you, you hear? You get that bill and you get it paid now. Some of the brothers attempted to work out an understanding. They explained that my grandmother died or my mother died and I had to bury her. And that's the reason I don't have the money. I don't want to hear all that nonsense. Get that money in here. And now the brothers said, burn the store. Burn, baby. The rumors that have been going in the black community for years. The brothers have gotten tired. They say, burn the whole store. Burn, 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 baby, burn. And ladies and gentlemen, if you want to understand why the stores were burnt, it's not because communists were using us. It's because these grievances that have been occurring for years, these cheap secondhand car lots, where they take cheap cars and sell it to the brothers because they feel that they can get, if any of the Negroes do not like it, they will buy themselves another Negro leader and tell him to tell the people it's all right. You endorse it, you sign your name, you advertise on the radio to help exploit your own people. Burn, baby, burn. And then there were the ministers. Not only white people were attacked in Watts, some black people were attacked too. The preachers who've been going around for years saying, touch not my anointed and do my prophet no harm. The minister who's saying that he was a child of God and he was called by God. Preachers, I want you to understand this. We're not trying to ridicule you. We're trying to help you. Week after week on this radio broadcast, we've been asking you, pleading with you, to do Christianity as you protested, pretended, or as you boasted that you would do. And this you refuse to do. You've taken these poor women many of them who worked as domestic maids week after week and day after day, and you've taken their money to buy a big car and a big Cadillac and a big home for yourself. You told them when you die, God will take care of you if you take care of me in this life. And now the people have lost faith in Christianity. The youth do not want to go to church anymore. Not all the ministers, but there are a whole lot of you chitlin' sucking preachers who have not respected the race. And the people know you. Down in the pool halls, they know you. The gamblers know you. The prostitutes know you. The kids know you. They know what abuses you have heaped on. President Lyndon Johnson doesn't know you, but King knows you. The Congress of the United States doesn't know you. The white people didn't know you because you marched down the street in the Civil Rights Movement, and no one knew you, but the community knew you. And that's the reason they spit on you. That's the reason they called you a dirty hypocrite. That's the reason they said that you're a backbiter. That's the reason they said that you were corrupt. And that's the reason that they burned on you. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to understand Los Angeles and all over the North and the South, you must look what the people did. You've been trying to tell us for years, the newspapers and the radios and the political leaders, that the black man is lazy. Say, you can't help those Negroes. They're just lazy. Isn't that what we heard? Say, they don't have any ability. Says, if they can't go to school with white kids, they'll never learn. Huh? If they can't integrate into a, a white neighborhood, they'll never learn how to keep their property values up. If they can't get an FEPC law, they'll never get a job because they certainly can't open up a business on their own. This is what we've been told for years and years and years. And then they said that you have to watch them, however, because if you give them a chance to get close to any white woman, they're going to run right after them and they'll never look at a black woman again because a black woman is ugly. This is what our leaders, in short, have been telling us. And these things have gone in the community and they have bubbled up to the point where the black man cannot take anymore. He is now looking to burn to relieve this tension, to relieve the anxiety that's been building up and building up and building up. Burn, baby, burn. Now, people in Los Angeles want to know what to do. Let me tell you something about my race that you don't know. Did you notice 
And again, I stress this. If you want to find out, if you really want to understand sociologists and psychologists and philosophers, historians, commentators, what is going on in Watts, look at the people. Burn, baby, burn. You saw the schools in Watts, they didn't burn the schools. They could have burnt the school. But my people respect education. Even though white people do not understand, my people respect education. They didn't burn the school because they believe in their kids. They didn't burn the school because they recognized that education was the key to progress. They didn't burn the school because they knew that their children had the ability to learn in the school. How are you going to stop the riots? This is what the white people want to know. We don't care what the causes are, just stop them. What are you going to do? You're going to pass another civil rights bill? You're going to give the people the right to vote? You're going to take kids on helicopters across town, huh? So that they can integrate schools? Will that stop the riots? No. The brothers did not burn the school because they respect education. And down in their very soul, they know. They know that their kids have the ability to be scientists and inventors. They have the ability to go into the biology laboratory and learn about protoplasm. They have the ability to learn French. They have the ability to learn Spanish. They have the ability to learn Greek. They have the ability to invent like Charles Drew when he invented the blood bank. They have the ability to perform medical operations as Dr. Hill Williams when he performed the first medical heart operation in the United States, a black man in 1893. They have the ability to invent uses of products as Dr. George Washington Carver when he invented the hundreds and hundreds of uses of the peanut that saved the economy of the South. They have the ability to invent the gas mask as Augustus Morgan did. And as Augustus Morgan invented the traffic light, the black people in Watts know what their people can do so they left the school as a testimony to the world, we believe in education. Burn, baby, burn. But when the newspapers were blaming everyone, they never recognized this. They never recognized this value that exists in the black community. Now, what are we going to do? What are we going to do to solve the problem? Well, one thing we're going to have to recognize is that the black people do not want to be on welfare the rest of their lives. This is what we've been told. Just get another bill, a poverty program. The only thing in the United States that we have integrated into was poverty. When many of the black ministers met people who were hungry, they didn't do what Jesus did. Jesus met people who were hungry and he fed them. Many of the ministers met people who were hungry, they sent them to the welfare, and then took their check and bought another car for themselves. Our so-called leaders, don't take my word for it. Listen to one of the biggest white leaders in the United States. Attorney General Robert Kennedy, the brother of the late President John F. Kennedy. You know what Bob Kennedy said? He said the white politicians, they don't understand black people and these masses of the black race. He said the reason they don't understand is because in the past, all they've had to do every election year is to get a handful of Negroes. And this is Bobby Kennedy speaking now, and he campaigned with his brother, and he knows. He said, give them a few political jobs or a little bit of money, and they will. you can buy the vote. You can buy the Negro vote from them. 
The attorney general, who is now a senator of the United States, made a public statement informing the country that something is going wrong. This is the reason that our so-called leaders can't come back into the community. The masters of the race know that they've been sold out year after year after year, the so-called politicians, the ministers. The social workers, the white social workers got out of school and they wanted to be missionaries. And they came into the black community saying, I like you. I want to be nice to you. I want you to put shoes on your feet. I know you're lazy, but you can't help it. I know you commit crimes, but you can't help it because all poor people commit crimes. And you are poor, therefore you will commit crimes. I know you don't respect your women, but you can't help it because they're ugly anyway. This was some of the jargon and lies of the social workers and they could not communicate at all. Herman. They told us that we were just lazy. But did you hear the brothers, I mean my people, Herman. down in Watts, did you listen to them carefully? Herman. They were not asking for welfare, politicians. Herman. You think we want to be on welfare the rest of our lives? Herman. You think that's all the ambition that we have, Herman. is to be on welfare Herman. week after week and year after year, Herman. where you have almost enough money to get a bus and go downtown and come home? Herman. And when your kids are sick, you have to wait in these so-called county hospitals Herman. for three hours and four hours and five hours at the explosion. People have gone around causing my race to be disrespected. Herman. No one wants to live near a Negro. The Chinese come to America, the Japanese come to America, the Jews come to America. No one wants to be around a Negro because Herman. we have told the world, our leaders and the white people, have told the world that we were lazy. We didn't want to work. Herman. We just wanted to be on welfare. It's a lie. Herman. Right in the midst of all those fires that were burning in Los Angeles, Herman. the brothers were hollering for jobs. Herman. They said, we want to work. Herman. They said, now, if we can work, we're going to take it. But we want to work. Herman. We want to let our kids know that we have the ability to work. Herman. We want the respect of our family. Herman. We want the family unity that comes from working Herman. and producing. Herman. But this never got into the newspaper. This is what brother really wanted. He wanted the world to know his ability to work. Herman. We didn't want welfare. And then there were the police. Herman. Many people don't understand what police brutality means. Herman. They think that every time a, a policeman arrests someone, if he doesn't hit him in the head, there's no police brutality. Herman. But you know Herman. what the brothers were angry about in Los Angeles and all over the north and all over the south? It's just like the department store. They can't take anymore. Herman. And so they're Herman. hollering, burn, Herman. burn, burn, baby, burn. It's the police when he walks up to you. And maybe you are drunk. In the Beverly Hills, the policeman says, excuse me, sir, I think that you better go home, get out of the street because you're a little drunk. And if you stay here, you're going to cause a lot of trouble and we'll have to arrest you. But they go in the Watts. A lot of the men in Watts and in New York who are policemen just got out of the service. A lot of them are from Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. They're primarily not well-educated people. This is not always the case, but it is the case in too many instances. Herman. And they get out of there and they go through Harlem and they go through Watts. And even when a person has committed a crime, and he should be arrested, people who commit crimes should be arrested. But it's the way he arrests them. Herman. Not necessarily with the stick, but it's, hey, you get over here. That's Herman. what the black man is tired of. Herman. That's what the black man is not going to take any more of. Herman. It's not every policeman. There are some policemen in the white black community who are white and who are well respected. They have friends and they've had friends for years. But there are a few policemen who will make it bad for the whole force because of the way they act. Herman. You have forgotten that we were human. 
They go to a prostitute and they say, I'm going to arrest you. Get over here. They try to be bad with her. They forget that this woman has friends and she's going to talk in the beauty shop and her friends are going to talk in the barber shop and they're going to describe the type of suffering that she's had to endure. And he says, I want you to get around the corner. And he yanks her and he talks to her like a dirty dog. And when he gets around her, he says, look, I'll let you go because you look good and you're built good if you do certain things to me and let me see you once a week. This is what the black community is tired of. And when they began to direct their hostility at the police, it was because of those few policemen who have been treating the black people this way. Burn, baby, burn. Now what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do that Watts is burning? Governor Brown has formed a committee these group of experts, they have no roots in the black community. They don't know what to do. King doesn't know what to do. The white people don't know what to do. They won't listen to Ray Dobart. They won't listen to the Afro-American Association. Men who are dedicated to really bring progress. We're not trying to have fires. We're not trying to have violence. We are telling the nation, unless we have progress, you're going to have fires all over America. All over America from the rooftops is going to be the slogans, burn, 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 baby, burn. Burn, baby, burn. What kind of progress do you want? We want progress that will let the world know. Burn. Let the world know the ability of our race. Burn, baby. The black man today is proud. He's no longer afraid. Burn. Get that out of your mind. He's not afraid anymore. He is willing to die. What shocked me is in Down and Watts, I asked people, I said, what? Why are you going to be willing to die? brother told me, he said, well, we died in Vietnam and nothing happened. We died in Korea and nothing happened. So as long as we're going to die, we may as well die in America and let the entire world know that we are human and we're not going to stand for any more. We have a program, ladies and gentlemen, that will bring progress to the race and to the nation. We call upon people of goodwill everywhere to mobilize your resources and your energy and let's put up some businesses and factories burn, baby. so that my people can have jobs. Burn, baby, the burn. civil rights groups have not put up one business yet. All the millions of dollars that's been collected, there's not established one business or one factory. Burn, baby. We want to get large numbers of people trained with skills so that they can obtain jobs burn. in the overall society. Burn. We want the world to know, listen to me. Burn, baby, burn. I want you to know what my people can do. Burn, They're not baby. illiterate. They're not beggars. They don't want to be beggars. Burn. I want you to know that my people have the ability to sign up in ninth school. Burn. But you're going to have to respect us. And we're going to have to call on Johnny Nash. Burn, baby. And this is a man who is a human being. Burn, this is Burn. a man who is filled with pride and dignity. Burn. This is a man that the kids know every word of every song he's ever sung. And Aretha Franklin and Ray Charles. If our kids can remember all the words and we're going to be proud men that's the reason that we are turning our people's minds youth and adults to the schools to obtain economic skills burn, baby, we're going to wipe out, wipe out crime burn. by instilling racial pride we're going to wipe it out burn. and then we're going to tell a black woman i want you woman to lift up your head burn, baby. i want you to know that we believe in you burn, we know that you're beautiful burn, don't Remember what we've done to you in the past. Forget it. Give us one more chance. Burn, Give us another chance to show the world how to treat a proud black woman. Burn, baby, burn. You have to help us with the cooking of those soul dishes, burn, like chitlins and greens and cornbread to give us strength. Burn, and baby. we will respect you. We're going to get jobs because we're going to open up businesses. 
and some of us are going to get jobs because we're going to obtain skills. Right. And we're going to go down to the schools and obtain the skills. Right. And then we're going to get jobs so that we can provide for you right. and we can raise families. Women, don't worry about us running away from you anymore right. and leaving you with four and five kids. Right. We're going to make you the most respected female in the world. Right. Black women, right. just give us another chance. This is the program that will stop the riots that are occurring throughout the United States. Right. We wiped out crime. We're taking people off welfare out of public housing because they want to be off welfare and out of public housing. We're lifting the pride of the race. We're causing people all over the world to come to America. This will enhance the prestige. This will bring money in to reduce the national debt and balance the budget. It will give the black people pride and dignity. And this is the program that is the world has not heard. The newspapers will not print. They keep it near their obituary column. But thanks to Ray Dobart, in Music City, he would not let us die in the grave. He produced the record that enabled the, that enabled the world to understand that we are human. Burn, baby, burn. Enable the world to understand that we are human. The last burn. thing, ladies and gentlemen, this radio broadcast is just about over. But I'm going to tell you is that after what, there'll be many questions asked. There'll be questions asked as to why National Guard took guns and hit brothers in the head after they were handcuffed. There will be questions asked as to why tear gas was not used as is normal in riot situations rather than so many black people shot. There will be questions asked as to what Mayor Yorty did and did not do. There will be questions asked as to what Chief Parker did and did not do. As questions come from all sectors of America, as a black man is evaluated and as a white man is evaluated in America in relation to what? One wonders if the sociologists, the psychologists, the economists, the internal revenue agents will ask the question whether or not the burning of the stores really was an attempt on the part of the black man to burn the books. The books that may have symbolized bonding, Fine, baby. may have symbolized suffering, Burn, May have symbolized an enclosure. Now burn. burn. The black man feels free. He's free from debt. He's free of all the disrespect and gnawing credits, disrespect from the departments that have occurred in the past. Burn, baby. Were not the pawn shops themselves operating illegally? Burn, baby. Did not the society know for years that many of the pawn shops operated to exact injurious illegal interest rates? Fine, baby. Why malting and stealing? Black people of what? Is it not the fact that the pawn shops did not locate themselves in Beverly Hills? Fine, baby. They did not lo locate themselves in the rich neighborhoods, but merely preyed upon the poor? Fine, baby. And it isn't a legal and moral question whether or not the pawn shops will be able to collect those debts now that the books have been burned and that the merchandise have been prematurely redeemed by the black community who lack the funds to pay back for the articles that they pawn. Questions will arise as to whether the private and the public sector in America will recognize the value, will recognize the ability of the black community and invest confidence, will invest finances so that black people might build and build a new one, flourishing with stores and factories and jobs and pride and dignity. These questions will not be answered in a day. Fine, baby. Questions will not be answered in an hour. But the answers, ladies and gentlemen, are embodied in the record. Burn, baby, burn. And remember, you heard it first on the Afro-American Association broadcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we have in the studio, as I told you, a human being, a man who is helping us every way he 
Kan. Many of you have seen him for years on the Arthur Godfrey Show. He's a brother who's gotten money, who's made money, but he wouldn't forget his race. He's a man that's going to help the kids. He's going to tell the kids that I believe in you. I want you to use your minds to help develop the race and help develop America. Johnny Nash is a man who feels the years of our suffering that's in his bow. The songs that he sings, he sings from the years of experience and suffering that our race has undergone, that our race has sustained and our race has overcome. This is a man that is a human being, a man who wants desperately to see progress. He's a musician, but he's a musician that deserves to be heard all over the world. And it's unfortunate that some of the white radio stations will not play his records. They will take white rhythm and blues artists and try to make them millionaires while... ...and uh, explained, and I'm sure every black man and woman listening is moved. And not just moved to the point of saying amen or you're right, but move to the point of action. Yesterday, I was in Los Angeles, California, and I had the pleasure, and I reiterate when I say I had the pleasure of getting in a car and driving down through Watts. But I must explain, before I went down, I was looking at television, and the newscasters were saying how uh, mad the crowd was, how people were running around like uh, they had gone mad. So I had to see, being a black man myself, I had to see. So I got in the car and I drove down. And to my surprise, they were right. There were a lot of uh, mad people. There were a lot of angry people. But the black people were very cool, going about their job, going about their duty like skilled technicians and like proud human beings. And it made me feel so good inside. I just drove around down and through Watts, an area that the white man couldn't even come into. I won't be able to go into for a long time, I'm sure. But this is just, this is just the beginning. Just the beginning, and a big beginning of a future that is so vast that only time can really, really show you the benefits of what has taken place and what will take place. Myself as an entertainer, as a Negro, I have a large job. We all have big jobs ahead of us. I was very fortunate to have been put in a position or to have worked myself to a position thanks to all of my brothers and sisters who have put me there because they are the ones who did. Education. 
and I must say that again, education is so important. It is so important. Myself, I finished high school. I, uh, I went to Jack Yates High School, as a matter of fact, in Houston, Texas. And uh, at the age of 16, I got the big chance to go on the Arthur Godfrey Show. So I finished high school in New York. Never got a chance to go to college. Now, uh, you might say this is a mistake. You should go to college or whatever. But to me, I had to do what I, 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 I saw fit to do. But to all the boys and girls that are listening, and to all the parents, the mothers and the fathers that are listening, high school, college, degrees, the ultimate, the very ultimate, is what we need. And we must, must get the education and the tools, the mental tools to work with. We have them. Just go right in and get them. I uh, am not much of a, a speech maker. Uh, as most entertainers, I suppose, most of my uh, time is spent singing my story, singing my, my uh, message. But I hope I have uh, reached some ears and some hearts. And I'm sure Donald has. And we will continue to, to reach ears and hearts all over the world. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Johnny Nash, and this is our brother. I want to say one thing I forgot to say, and we're running over. I want to tell all those white communists, if you think you're going to exploit Watts, go down there to try to put up a little communist movement, you're mistaken, because you're going to get your head whipped. The white communists were down there passing our little leaflets, you see. They say, comrades, we're brothers with you, and they whipped them to death. This is no communist movement. People are angry, and they're going to remain angry until a practical program comes in. I don't want anyone thinking, if you go down there now, white people, it's just not good to go down there at all. I don't care what your belief is. But the communists who feel that they are so close to us, in the 1930s, you try to get us, and you didn't get us. In the 40s, you try to get us, and you didn't get us. And you're not going to get us now. Now, if you go down there, you're going to start a lot of trouble, because you're going to get your head whipped. We ain't interested in Khrushchev. You understand that? We have no interest in Mayo Taesong either, for that matter. So if you go down there with all that Trotskyite literature, talking about peoples of the world unite, you will find that they'll be moving and grooving together on your head. So stay away from there. Tonight at 9 o'clock, I'm going to be on radio station KSFO for the Commonwealth meeting. Monday, the Afro-American Association School. If you get a chance, stop down and see our clothing factory. All the clothes are called Dignity Clothes. 
We've designed them ourselves, and we tell everyone to dress with dignity. Next week, we'll be back on the radio talk, telling you and everyone how unity, self-help, and education and dignity can be perpetuated. That's Box 2085, South Berkeley Station, Berkeley, California. I want to thank Ray Dobart for letting Johnny Nash come from Music City, where he's been signing autographs all day. Very tired, but he talked to you from the bottom of his heart, and there's something about a sincere dress that hits you. So you can't buy this kind of speech. This is a man who was talking to you. And that's why I'm so proud I'm in this race. If by accident, I may have been in another race, you see. But I am a member of the African race. I look at Jordan, he looks like me. I look at his manager, I look at Dover. I look at Atchison, and Jeanette Taylor, all in the studio. They look like me, I got to feel good like a black man should. Thank you very much.